Welcome, welcome to another edition of our weekly Friday market update. Every Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific time, I go over all the headline articles of the week. I go over the market data so you can know what to expect as you are going through your home buying or potential home selling journey in the future. And I also give you some tips and strategies as to what to expect as we continue on week by week. And of course, this is a live show. So if you or anyone you know has any questions, feel free to leave in the comments below. You can text me with your own private situation. We can go over a game plan at any time. I am always available and always ready to help. My details are below, 408-547-4590. We got some interesting headline articles a week, quite a bit. So let's jump right into it. There is one affordable, affordable home for every 3,500 middle-class home buyers in this Bay Area city. What city is that? This is the city of San Jose. So it's very interesting to see because, you know, when I read these Helen articles, what's their definition of affordable? And what's their definition of medium income here? Take a look at this, and this is always gonna keep happening. The reality is this, 75,000 to $100,000 for a household. So that includes, a, that's a family of four. Uh, is not unfortunately middle class in the San Jose area, especially with a lot of really high paying jobs all over, right? And especially if you're competing against dual income individuals, which there's quite a bit here in the Bay Area. And so it's always important to have perspective. This is uh, certainly a lot of money. I'm not saying it isn't, but it's all relative to the area. And it's also important, like the truth is areas like here, like Seattle, like in New York, you know, people are here for potential opportunities, career opportunities, a much higher income. If you take a look at what Google engineers make, even starting salaries, I think it's like $150,000, $200,000 right out of school. So the reality is just always be mindful of that. Now, if you're not in those professions, maybe like in a sales profession or in a kind of engineering role, it certainly is much more difficult. Um, but even then, I do want to correct this. Like it's also saying that there's not possible with a budget, if you're a $100,000 budget, generally you can afford about five to six times your combined income. So you're looking at, let's say, a $500,000, $600,000 place. To give you an idea, in the last two months, two and a half months, in Alameda County and Santa Clara County, what has sold, there's 175 homes that would have worked. Now, I think that's also important to understand, like you may not be able to buy a single family home. You probably actually won't buy a single family home, but you will have options for like condos and townhomes. And that's the quote-unquote starter home for a lot of people to get out of the rental space and to be into the home ownership space. So just note that as you look, like, hey, look, at the end of the day, you're going you're gonna to keep seeing these articles because they're such a great uh, headline, right? Because of saying everything's so expensive, but they never capture, like, why are people able to afford and pay what they're able to pay? And the fact is, a lot of people make great income. They have the opportunity to make even more income is the truth and the fact um, and quite frankly, a majority of people are not even that leveraged. That's the amazing part, but they don't, that doesn't get reported because that's not sexy, right? Why, it's nothing sexy about sharing how much people are actually earning. People want to keep that very uh, hidden, quite frankly, especially in the Bay area. So that's something just to be mindful of. But even under that budget as a starter home, if you're a single person, cause I have clients that are just a few years out of school, they're already buying a condo, renting out rooms. There's many different strategies for that. So Make no mistake, you have many options. And this is Alameda and Santa Clara County. If I open it up a little bit further out, let's say Contra Costa County, which is cheaper than these places, you went from 175 homes that would have worked to 476 
in the last two and a half months. So you can't say there's a shortage of options. These are all under sold under 500,000 as, as an example to bring that up. Bay Area home prices soared at record clip in 2021. But wait, I thought everybody was leaving. I thought it was unaffordable. Why would home prices continue to increase and do very, very well? You can see medium home prices in the nine-county region rose 17% in December to $1.1 million. So that's the reality, right? It's um, I'm going to give you some feedback uh, as well of what I've seen in January and even as we roll into February as to what to expect if you're a buyer and what to expect if you're a seller. So we'll go over that towards the end. So be sure to, to tune into that. It is a competitive market. This is a this is some of the most competitive it has been. But what is the strategy of how do you win uh, for this? And what is the mentality that you should have? We'll go over that towards the end. San Jose, other news, right? You saw kind of very interesting spectrums. On one hand, you say, oh, so unaffordable. On the other hand, you see anyone that has had a, has a house has done incredibly well. San Jose has the third highest equity-rich homes in the U.S. That means they have at least 50% equity in their property. So they owe less than 50% of the value of their home. There is very few places in the country that has something as incredible as this. And that's the thing, right? You have these uh, you have these environments, but there's also some interesting things here. If you take a look at some of the other data points, I found this interesting. The top equity rich was Austin, Texas, 70.6% mortgage holder equity rich, followed by Boise, Idaho, then San Jose, Spokane, Washington, Salt Lake City, Utah. A lot of these are equity rich because they have done very well over the last couple of years. You know, these are all very strong markets. Austin, Texas, of course, extremely strong. It's it's also different for them because their property taxes are way higher and they get reassessed every year. Boise, Idaho, you know, uh, a lot of people have, I don't know if they have moved, but they have uh, certainly invested in that area or may have a secondary, second home out there. So I've heard great things there. Of course, the Bay Area has done well. Washington, make no mistake, Washington State and kind of the Seattle area has also done phenomenally well um and haven't checked out salt lake city so really interesting to see and that's the thing right which side do you want to be on i mean that's the reality of this right rent is certainly increasing inflation is now at what seven and a half percent what side do you want to be on do you want to be the side that's now in this you know massive equity rich position or do you want to be the other side that's just paying more and more in rent every year it's the truth but it's you know a lot of people really need to understand that and take a look Developers know this game, right? Look at, take a look at all the apartment complexes that are continuing to be sprung up in the Bay Area. They're all like luxury apartments. So they know there's a huge demand for luxury apartment rentals. That's why they keep building these fancy places and have people pay exorbitant amounts of rent for that kind of place. And they're getting booked up too. So be mindful of that. Like it's not, it's a mentality than anything else. You have lots of options and a lot of people in the Bay Area have lots of options. It's not about income. It's about understanding your options and being realistic because you can certainly be in this position very quickly. And uh, that's why I go over these headline articles so that uh, people are aware of what's actually happening and the possibilities. Next, you might not notice it, but SF's Portola neighborhood has its largest housing project in 50 years. Very cool. So if you haven't seen, check it out. I have helped personally a lot of families buy new construction homes. Keep in mind, a lot of new construction homes are pretty far out in their development cycles uh, along with the reservation. But I can help you with this new construction or any new construction. TriPoint is a great uh, builder 
And uh, you can see there's, a, what, 56 units. So when we're talking about uh, largest housing project in 50 years, we're talking about uh, a couple of, you know, not that many units. <laughs> I think ultimately, yeah, I think, yeah. In general, there's like 50 plus units. That's considered a massive development. So it gives you an idea of perspective, right? This is not Texas that we're in. This is the Bay Area. And especially in a lot of prime areas in the Bay Area, there's very little housing. So in the last 50 years, they're building 50 units. Or, well, they're being a 50-unit community in the last 50 years, which is the largest project that it has been. So keep that in mind, right? Like this, this, this situation is not improving that drastically. Um, so just be mindful of it. But either way, it's always cool to see new projects. And they're great opportunities for people to get into brand new construction places. Another one that's not far from here, Linden. I got a message from them. I helped three clients move into the Linden, which is in South San Francisco, next to um, right across from Oyster Point, uh, which is where all the all the biotech cluster is at. So there's still a few more there. I think there's like 20 units left there of that. Um, I think it's like a six level building. And so there's options there as well. So there's a few condos here and there that are left that can work uh, for you if you wanted something brand new. And that's a really nice complex. So check that out and let me know if I can help you there. As new barrier, SB9 housing applications grow, so does rift between suburbs and developers. This is going to keep happening, right? All the neighbors are going to be, not a lot of neighbors, a, uh, a lot of neighbors, especially in these more expensive areas. Take a look at this. Cupertino, Los Gatos, Montessorino. They're going to be NIMBY people, right? Not in my backyard. I don't want all these development. But it's going to be especially interesting as we see how things play out because those are the best areas to do these development projects. Because think about this, your cost of construction is a little bit higher, but it's not magnitudes higher. But the, the land there is so valuable, especially in areas like Cupertino, Los Gatos, Montessori, they have actually pretty big uh, lot sizes. So that's the interesting thing that we will keep saying, because those people have always been very anti-building for a long time. Now, SB9, though, is something pushed from the state level. By the end of the day, you're not just dealing with the state, you're dealing with the local cities. And if you think about a city, how do the city officials get elected? They're elected by the residents, right? And so it's a very, very tricky situation. It'll be interesting to see how this ultimately plays out. Um, because on one end, the, the local city individuals, Palo Alto is no different. They're, they're supporting, they got elected and supporting their uh, residents. But from the state level, and, and of course, a lot of people want more housing. So we're going to see how this plays out. So that this is something very interesting. We will see how this plays out. I mean, obviously, there's so much pressure to build more housing, and that's continuing to keep mounting. But at the end of the day, it still happens on the city level. The city has to be the one that allows these things, and they can be the roadblock. Because look at this. Woodside, California. Wealthy California town says it can't build mandated affordable housing. The reason mountain lions. This is pretty, it's so, it's, it's pretty funny, um, but it's not like unheard of, right? Like they're going to pull anything they can. The town of Woodside, California, which is a beautiful area, very little uh, housing there, beautiful, um, just kind of forest and um, uh, great for biking and things like that all over. All, all the lots are pretty massive out there too, because land is quite really very plentiful. And in this case, they're saying they want to protect these mountain lions. Um which is certainly very, very interesting. And it's so funny with all these pushback because it's, it's hilarious kind of seeing it. And 
you know, yeah, that's a different different matter altogether. It's like I didn't know mountain lions were um were uh, were were pets <laughs> or are they're actually attached to it. I didn't know they were close to uh, people. I thought people were afraid of mountain lions, but I guess not in Woodside. So, but it's it's interesting, right? The idea is that you're going to get a lot of this pushback. It'll keep happening. Just it is what it is. Um, yeah, nicer areas just don't want people there. They're going to come up with anything. And it works both ways. Like I, I get it, right? They spent so much money, so much they, they want, they got there for their privacy. And now you're going to have, you know, a bunch of construction near you. You're going to have a bunch of encroaching on space. So it, it, it is uh, really, really interesting to, to see, to say the least. Let's take a look at other news. Big Peninsula Life Science and Office Buildings bought by major player. San Mateo County remains hot market for real estate investors. You see this almost like every week now. Like every week I do this. Just take a look at all my previous videos. Every week we're seeing these deals for these great prime locations. They're still buying in the peninsula. You saw in the East Bay commercial space that I think I did last week, not so well. But in the peninsula, very well. In Silicon Valley, very well. Silicon Valley office market improves despite coronavirus economic ailments. Sunnyvale, Cupertino, Fremont, Mountain View are the strongest markets. Fremont, that's an interesting one. Santa Clara, downtown, San Jose are weak. That's interesting too. There's many reasons for this, right? Think about the tenant base for these companies. It's mostly Google. It's been Meta, which hasn't done very well recently. It's been Apple, which continued to do very well. You have Microsoft, you have Amazon, you have Intuit, you have Intuitive Surgical. Um, you have a lot of these big players that continue to, to merge into those prime areas. Santa Clara is interesting because it's right next to Sunnyvale. And, um, but there's not as many big players there yet. So the question is, will Santa Clara be the next Sunnyvale? That's uh, to, be, to be determined. There's a lot of development around Santa Clara, right? Think about around Levi Stadium. Think about Santa Clara Square. Uh, think about those are the main hubs. And then you have, of course, some some here and there all over. But the question is, will they will Sunnyvale be fully pushed out where now Santa Clara's office space becomes of interest? We will see. The only way that happens is Sunnyvale basically exhausted. But Sunnyvale has been doing a phenomenal job with attracting these really amazing talent uh, tenants. Uh, but also building a lot at Moffett Field. So Moffett Field has been an incredible development area that's all commercial, and there's still room there. So until that gets completely exhausted, which is where all the big tech companies continue to uh, invest in, then we will may eventually see for Santa Clara. Because next, building boom for Silicon Valley offices reaches six-year high. Amid uncertainties, tech company space demand fuels construction surge. So you have lots of options, and this is North San Jose, Coleman area. So if you are familiar, you have uh, Roku that has a, um, the brand new offices there. I believe this is where the, um, is this still called the Via Stadium? I think it's called the Via Stadium for the MLS soccer team. It's right next to there, uh, next to the airport, like west, I think west of the airport. So you have a lot of these brand new buildings out there, and there's a lot of space there. There's also a lot of spaces around the sounds at airport altogether. Uh, I think it was either rezoned or just did some projects there because you can see just all sorts of great development projects. Another massive space, which will probably do very well, is the one next to Santana Row. There's a huge complex on the west side of Santana Row. I think it used to be like a parking lot or something like that. 
and uh, and that's uh, that'll be up and running. So ten cent a row is has done very well, and um, and 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 a lot of people love that prime location because especially so convenient, right? Because then em employees or workers can simply just walk down and find a bunch of uh, good restaurants nearby. So let's take a look at these deals, though. I, th I think it's it's good for you guys to all know. Like, there's a lot of leases that have occurred. Yahoo Office Office Campus. 657,000 square feet. And you, I'm sure a majority of people don't even hear about Yahoo anymore, but they still made a big deal. At Google Office Campus in North San Jose on East Brokaw, they, they leased four buildings, 611,000 square feet. There's a new office being built. So that's the one I just mentioned, 375,000 square feet, brand new office space. ServiceNow, they're in Santa Clara. They're always headquartered in Santa Clara. I think they're actually headquartered initially in San Diego, and then they moved to Santa Clara. So they made an office expansion. The right buildings right next to it. So they added 268,000 more square feet. And then you saw in December, Meta, 719,000 square feet in Moffitt Green. So that's that Moffitt Field area, which is where everyone else is. In May, Apple leased 700,000 in Sunnyvale. And they continue to keep uh, building and buying space. And so, uh, so there's so much activity. And there's continued to be activity in these prime areas. But you can see again and again and again, it's still the same areas that they are expanding and building, right? So you don't see this in Contra Costa County. You don't see this in Tri-Valley. You still see in the same areas. So just be mindful of that, how these companies are making their bet. Let's talk about the market data now, right? There's a lot of things I want to share about this week. And uh, hopefully you share this with all of your friends because it's very critical for a lot of people to know and understand what is happening. A lot of people complain or ask, we have so little new housing. I'm going to wait till spring because mysteriously I'm going to get X amount more. What if I told you and shared with you how many homes are actually on the market now and then how many you can expect in the springtime? That may help determine your thought process very quickly. So let's take a look at these counties because I want you to all realize this. There's 153 new listings a week or this last week, which is a very high amount. It's a very good amount. So let's take a look at history though. So fortunately, I've been tracking this for a long time now. Uh, oh God, I've, I've been tracking this for two years now. That's how, wild, that's how long it's been. So you saw 153 new listings. During the peak times of spring, you're looking at, let's say, at most 200s, like the low 200s in San Mateo County. So you're talking about, what is that, 25% more? 25% more homes? So I'm not saying there won't be more, but don't be, so, you're not seeing that many more, right? Like we're not, you're not going to see double the amount that you're seeing now. You have a lot of chances right now. If you do not see, if you do not see at least four homes a week that are, qualified homes not homes listed at two million that are going to sell for two five and your budget is two two like as in four homes that will fit under your budget you're not actively looking the right areas it's very hard to say but it's very truthful because there is no shortage that you see here of the number of homes that we have a week this is only 25 percent less in spring and summer right so at most you may get one more home that you may see in the springtime if you look at that ratio so people need to understand that from the beginning. There is no shortage of opportunities right now. Look at how many there are, 153.
But the issue is prices have continued to increase. And if you have made an offer in the last one and a half months, you will see that yourself. So you have to level set your expectations, right? And I tell all of my clients that are buyers, adjust your parameters, expand to places that you have not thought of before to make it work. Maybe a smaller home, change your budget to be higher, right? You got to do these things because you have to see at least four homes a week to at least hopefully make one or two offers a week, which isn't that many on one end, but it shows like you're at least in the right ballpark. Because even if the spring comes, you may at most see one more home a week, like because you're only going to see like 25% more new listings, right? So you're not seeing going to see that many more. Santa Clara is no different. Let's take a look. 443 homes this week, right? Let's take a look again. So in Santa Clara County, so in the peak time, this is all last year, which is a very, very busy spring. Max, you're looking at 600. So it's the same ratio, right? It's no different than San Mateo County. Same ratio, about 25, 30% more. So that's effectively one or two more homes that you may see a week. So it's not about, oh, spring is going to have way more. You see this for yourself, what is actually happening, right? So share this with friends. People need to see this. This is super critical because you can't keep making the excuse, oh, I'm going to see X amount more. That's not the case anymore. If you can't see at least four homes a week, your search needs to be adjusted. But it's unfortunately adjusted as well because prices have increased. And so be mindful of that. You can see the figures already. You're, you're going to see a much higher February figure. I guarantee that. You will see home prices continue to increase because remember, this is all that has sold. So these are all homes that got in contract right now in early January, which is still holiday time. Once you see the results of January, which will be until the end of February, you will see prices jump up and, and you have to adjust accordingly. And once you make an offer, you will see that yourself. But that's for single family. Condos and townhomes, it's case by case. Um, I'm a little bit surprised of this, but I think once you make an offer, I think it's case by case. It just really depends on what the property is that you made an offer on. Um, like if it's a one bedroom condo versus a townhome, it will vary differently from there. Townhomes definitely has been a lot more competitive, uh, than condos. So that's uh, something to be mindful of next Alameda County. Same thing, right? 414. You see across the board, all counties, a lot more new listings are on the market. So lots of opportunities to go out. We're going to see probably the same amount, if not more as the weeks goes on. So you're going to see a lot more homes than you have saw previously, but you can see across the board prices continue to increase. So um, do not be surprised uh, or shocked by that. Well, hopefully this was helpful. You know, the objective of this is to always share, showcase what is actually happening with the Bay Area real estate market in terms of news. We go over the data itself so that you can visually see for yourself what is happening and what is the strategy in place. Now, I'm going to give you suggestions, right? So I mentioned earlier on the buy side, if you're buying right now, do not be discouraged. Do not give up. Do not go back to paying the exorbitant amount of rent because that is continuing to increase. Make no mistake. Uh, that has been increasing across the board. So you're not going to really escape there. It is doable, but it's very important to have that honest conversation and say, look, it is what it is. My budget is 1 million, 2 million, 3 million, 4 million. Everybody is going through the same boat, right? It's all in every price range. Like whatever you're looking at, you're not alone. This is happening across all price ranges. And so the idea is to understand, okay, well, it is what it is. You either increase your budget, you shrink the size of the home you're looking at or change your parameters, or you look a little bit further out. Because you want to at least see four or five homes a week. 
And as long as you do that, that are four or five homes are qualified homes. Like I said, don't, don't go ones that are never going to be in your budget. How do you know that? Reach out to me. My contact details are below. I will always help all my clients narrow down what they even see before the weekend starts to save them time and save the right, have the right expectations. If you do that, you will be successful. You will get a place. Um, I've probably done at least, I think, 10 transactions so far this year. It is doable, but it is tough. On the seller side, what do you do, right? The seller side, it's absolutely incredible right now. We need more homes. There are a lot of buyers out there. So if you're on the seller side that are even thinking about moving or divesting or maybe putting your money some other uh, area, other investment vehicles, or even out of state, we certainly need to talk. The market is, as you can see, extremely strong. And so we need I have tons of buyers that are ready to buy your place. And everybody that's listening to this would love a shot at your home too. So if you're even thinking about making a move, we definitely have to connect. And so we can help you uh, with your move very successfully. The sellers, quite frankly, as you can imagine, have the best ability to have the best terms right now. So a lot of sellers, my clients, they have rent backs. They can live in the place. They can do a trade up. There are many options for sellers. So hopefully that is helpful. I appreciate you tuning in. It means a whole lot. Of course, any questions or comments, leave it in the notes below and I'll see you at the next one. Bye now.